It is Chav Teves, Tav Shin Pei Dal, the 20th of the month of Teves, 5784, here at the database with Rabbi Shua Eisenberg. And yesterday was Yud Tes Teves, the 19th of Teves, where the daf at the time was Bavakama, daf Nun Tes, 59 in Bavakama. And there in that Gemara, we find an incredible, beautiful connection to this week's Parsha, Parsha Shemos. And that has to do with the Gemara discussing various forms of Nazikin and the different kinds of appraisal, the estimation of how someone who engages in one of these Nazikin is to pay for the nazikin that he caused. For example, the Gemara discusses the case of someone who damages a pregnant woman and causes her to miscarry. So the question is, how much is the person supposed to pay? So typically the person pays deme velados, the value of the fetus, in addition to whatever other damages he caused. However, the Gemara here quotes a brysa where the Tanayim suggests different deductions that might take place in the total worth that the Mazik has to pay. For example, Rabbi Yosei Omer, Nechei Chaya. Rabbi Yosei says that we deduct from the Chaya. What is the Chaya? Literally, the Chaya is the value that is to be paid to the midwife that the family would have paid to help deliver the baby. Since the family no longer has to pay that amount, that amount comes out of the total that the Mazik has to pay. Benazai Omer, Benazai says, Nechei Mazonos, we subtract and we deduct the Mazonos, the sustenance that the father or the husband would have paid his wife to sustain her, the sustenance that she would have needed had she been pregnant. Since he is no longer paying for the sustenance of the pregnancy, that is deducted from the Mazik's total. And the Gemara comments, Mandamar Nechei Chaya, According to the opinion that says that we deduct the amount that would have been paid to the midwife, then certainly we would deduct from the sustenance. However, but perhaps for the Manda Amar who says that we deduct the mezonos, the sustenance that would have been paid to sustain the pregnancy, however, the payment that would have been made to the midwife, maybe perhaps that should not be deducted. Because maybe the person will say, it's a didi My wife is actually very capable. Perhaps in a certain sense, she is an expert. And she does not require a midwife to assist in the birth. That is to suggest that even though most women will need more sustenance so that they are eating for two, they have to eat enough for both them and the baby inside them. But who says this woman is going to require a midwife to deliver the baby for her? Maybe she could somehow deliver without the midwife. And perhaps you already have in mind what... What I do, as we find in Rashi in this week's Parsha, when Paro is rebuking the two midwives, Shifra and Pua, for not having carried out the orders of killing all of the baby boys. And they say that these Ivrios, these Hebrew women, they are not like the Mitzrios, they're not like the Egyptians, because they are Kichayos, they are like Chayos. And since they're like chayos, when, once they arrive on the scene, the babies have already been born, they've already been hidden, and they don't know where the babies are. But what does it mean that the women were like chayos? So there we look to Rashi, Perak, Aleph, Pasuk, Yedtes, where Rashi explains that what does it mean, ki chayos heina? Bekios kimialdos. They are experts like midwives themselves. Targum mialdos chayasa, because in fact chayasa is the targum, it's the Aramaic for, um, um, for one of the mialdos, these midwives, the word is chaya, just like we find in our Gemara. And according to the Pashup Shah, Rashi says that these women themselves are like mialdos. They are like chayos. They are like midwives, very capable of delivering their babies. So perhaps as outlandish as it, may, it might have seemed that a woman would not hire a mialados or a, or a chaya, a midwife, 
But we see that Klai Yisrael was different. They were very, very capable. And this is the Pashup shot in Rashi. However, Rashi gives another shot based on Chazal, the Gemara in Sotan Daf Yeral. These women are compared to animals of the field. They are like chayos, like wild animals. That they are in no need of midwives. And from where do we see that they're compared to beasts? So, for example, we had in last week's parsha, um, the, the Berchas Yaakov, Gur Aryeh, was was Yehuda, Ze'ev Yitraf, a, um, a, a wolf that tears through its prey. In in the Sefer Devarim, in Parsha Zosabracha, we find Bechor Sharo, Yosef is compared to a shore, Ayala Shlucha, Naphtali is compared to an Ayal, to a hind, to a deer, a gazelle, and for all of these Shvatim regarding which it was not written any comparison to an animal, Hariakos of Klaolan. We find one pasuk that actually compares all of them in the brachos. When I, when Yaakov says when the, when the pasuk says about Yaakov vayavarachos and that he blessed them, he really blessed them all in total to have all of the brachos of each other. And not only that, v'odksiv moim cholavia. What is your mother like? She is like a levia. She is like a lioness. A pasuk in Yechazkel Parakid Tess. It's interesting to note that. Several of the Mefarshe Rashi, the Mizrahi, the Maskele David, and the Sifse Chachamim, they all address the question of why Rashi needs to give two suggestions, seemingly one Alpip Shah and then one Alpid Rash, to suggest either that the Jewish women, they were either like midwives themselves or they were like wild animals that just give birth without the help of a midwife. So they suggest all the same answer that just because, uh, and this is, I believe, the answer that's in the Gemara as well, that just because a person is like a midwife themselves, doesn't mean that they are not in need of another midwife, right? Certainly when a midwife gives birth, she needs the help of another midwife. However, it's interesting to note that our Gemara that we just saw in Bavakama seems to suggest that the the woman can be an expert at giving birth in a sense that she would not require a midwife, which is why a person might not have actually paid the expenditures for a midwife, so that that can be deducted from the total that a mazik has to pay. But what's the precedent for women being so capable of giving birth with ease, we find it in this week's parsha in Shemos, when the Shepherd and Pua describe the Jewish women, the Hebrew women, who were so capable, whether they were like midwives themselves, like Chayos, the Aramaic for Mialdos, or they were like Chayos, like wild animals of the field. And perhaps in a similar sense, we have the drasha of the six different Lashonos that describe the increasing nature of the babies being born. Rashi says that they were giving birth in sextuplets, and Majashim have other wild numbers to suggest births that resemble those of wild animals. You see that apparently if there's one thing that Kalei is talented at and is doing well, that is creating more children, and we should be Zoha to the continued continuity of Kalei Yisrael. If you enjoyed this year and others like it on the podcast and you want to partner with us with the sponsorship, or if you have questions, comments, concerns, recommendations, or you want to join the database podcast WhatsApp group where you can find links to the very uploaded share or links to share that I repost due to their relevance, then all you have to do is reach out to me at the database at gmail.com. That's the data, then base, B-E-I-S at gmail.com. Until next time, stay tuned and attuned to these incredible and brilliant in Yana Diomi. Thank you for joining us here at the database.